Hi, my name is Autumn Dixon, and this week is October 24th through the 30th, and we are in Ezekiel. Now, Ezekiel was a prophet who was called to serve around the same time as Jeremiah and Daniel. So it's not like today when we can all log onto the internet or turn on the TV and we can see the prophet. The Lord needed different prophets in different places to be sharing his gospel because there was no wide source of communication. So Daniel was preaching in the Babylonian court. Jeremiah was preaching in the Israelite court. And then there was Ezekiel. Ezekiel was serving amongst the Israelites who were already exiled from the house of Israel, right? They were no longer living in Israel. They had been sent to live among the Babylonians. So essentially, Ezekiel was preaching to Israelite refugees. Now, Ezekiel had a vision. So this is how he was called to serve, I guess, called to serve as a prophet slash missionary. He had a vision, and towards the end of this vision, he sees the Lord, and the Lord calls him on this mission. This is what it says. It's Ezekiel chapter 2, and it's verse 3. And he said unto me, Son of man, so the Lord speaking to Ezekiel, Son of man, I send thee to the children of Israel, to a rebellious nation that hath rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me, even unto this very day. So, Elder Ezekiel, you have been called to Babylon to preach to the Israelites. Now, there was something interesting that also happened during this mission call. <laughs> and this is another verse that I want to read. It is chapter 3, and it is verse 7. It says, But the house of Israel will not hearken unto thee, for they will not hearken unto me. For all the house of Israel are impudent and hard-hearted. Now, I want you to imagine getting a mission call, whether it would be as a senior missionary or as just a regular missionary at 18 or 19 years old or whatever age that you end up going. And you open it up and it says, Dear elder or sister so-and-so, you have been called to this place at this date to speak this language to this people. And they're not going to listen to you. <laughs> now, when I think about what that might have felt like when I opened my mission call, I think about how discouraging that would be. Like, it would be really hard to want to go out if I knew they weren't going to listen. And even more so than actually going to Indiana where I was called, it would have been hard to go out every single day knowing that no one was ever going to listen. <laughs> to knock doors or to contact, to talk to people when I knew that it was only ever going to get thrown back in my face or ignored. It would not be easy. It would be extremely discouraging. So I imagine that Ezekiel felt the same way because there were two different times in which the Lord explains to Ezekiel his reasoning, why he is still sending Ezekiel anyway. And so I want to talk about two things in this video. First one, why was Ezekiel sent when the Israelites weren't going to listen? And what does it say about Ezekiel? Number two, why tell Ezekiel <laughs> why tell them that they're not going to listen? Because <laughs> that just seems a little bit cruel. Okay, so number one, why was Ezekiel sent? Now, there were probably a million reasons because the Lord is all wise and I am not the Lord, so I don't know all the reasons. But one of the reasons that Ezekiel was sent, or at least I believe it was one of the reasons, <laughs> one of the reasons that Ezekiel was sent finds its foundations in the very plan of salvation which is really zooming out here. The plan of salvation 
one of the most important ingredients to the plan of salvation was that of agency or your ability to choose what you wanted for your life and for your eternal life, basically. Agency was absolutely essential. If we came to earth, if we were forced to do what was right, we would have returned back to Heavenly Father exactly the way we came and perhaps even a little bit more bitter because humans don't like to be forced into things. And so we would have left, come to earth, come back to Heavenly Father exactly the same, wouldn't have grown at all, and there would have been really no reason in sending us in the first place. <laughs> so agency is absolutely essential. Now, one of the things that is critical to agency and therefore critical to the plan of salvation is options. You can't choose something if there's not options. If there's only one path to take, you're not choosing it. It's just the only thing that's there. You're not choosing where you want to go. And so one of the reasons that Ezekiel was sent was so that the Israelites could actually choose what they wanted. But so that Ezekiel could say, you can choose to serve the Lord and this is what it looks like to serve the Lord. This is what happens if you serve the Lord. Or you can choose not to serve the Lord, and this is what happens when you choose not to serve the Lord. They needed to know what their options were and to be given that opportunity to choose. It was absolutely essential to the plan of salvation that the Lord gives all of us a fair chance, right? None of us come down here as side characters. The Lord wants us to come down and have this triumphant ending and come back to him. Even though he knows who's going to reject it, <laughs> he is still going to give us all of the options, right? If he chose to cut corners, if the Lord chose to cut corners and say, well, they're not really going to listen anyway, so maybe let's send Ezekiel somewhere else or just let Ezekiel not worry about it. If the Lord chose to cut corners and not give the Israelites their options, their choices, he would cease to be Lord, right? <laughs> the Lord is who he is because he doesn't cut corners, because he's perfect, because he has promised us something and he fulfills those promises. And so Ezekiel was sent to help keep that plan of salvation intact, right? To really give the Israelites their agency, to give them their options, to give them a choice. And that seems a little bit dramatic, but it's true, right? And the Lord had to give us all a fair chance. Now I want you to think about what that says for Ezekiel's pre-mortal spirit. Now, before we came here, we were all essentially given callings, right? This is what you're going to fulfill in this life. And we don't exactly know how that process worked. I mean, maybe the Lord held out a bunch of responsibilities and he's like, this is what I need to accomplish on earth. Are there any that tickle your fancy? And perhaps there was a different way of doing it. Perhaps it was all a mixture. Perhaps the Lord just came to us and says, this is what I'm calling you to do on earth. Do you accept this calling? Because I would imagine he gives us choices because that was the whole point of coming to earth. And so he gave us a choice. Ezekiel was foreordained to be called as a prophet and to preach to the Israelites who would not listen. And he accepted that role. He accepted the responsibility of going down to fulfill this really, really difficult mission. Now, to give you an idea of what this really means about Ezekiel's premortal spirit, I want you to think of Ammon and his friends from the Book of Mormon. They were baptizing like crazy. And I think a lot of us look at those stories and we were like, wow, like look at their faith and their sacrifice and they were incredible missionaries and look at all the good that they did and they baptized all these people and it was so incredible, right? And it was. Please do not think I'm tearing that down at all. Ammon and his friends were incredible people who were repentant and close to the Lord and made extreme sacrifices to go and help the Lamanites. 
But missionary work is hardest when no one's listening. When people are flocking to the font, when people are all wanting to get baptized, when you're having mass baptisms, <laughs> missionary work is fulfilling and incredible. And you sit down on the floor and you're just like, thank you, Heavenly Father, for letting me be a part of this. And you're humbled and it's incredible, right? Ammon talks about those feelings that he, that he experienced. When you're called to serve a mission to people who don't listen, it's not particularly exciting. It's not even necessarily fulfilling because no one's listening. If anything, it's really depressing, really depressing and difficult. But regardless of the fact that this was a difficult and depressing mission, the Lord still needed it done. And Ezekiel went. And Ezekiel agreed to go, even though he knew, even though he knew what was going to happen, Ezekiel simply wanted to please the Lord. There would be no worldly accolades. There would be no fulfilling feelings of people changing and repenting and coming to the Lord. There would be none of that love and that bonding you feel with people when you get to learn about Jesus Christ together. Ezekiel would not experience that but he was still willing to do exactly what the Lord needed him to do. And I think that says a lot about his spirit. Now, second thing, why did the Lord choose to tell Ezekiel that they weren't gonna listen? Because <laughs> to me, that seems a little cruel. At least let the man hope for a little while, right? <laughs> at least let him go into it, at least for a small portion of time. I'm sure there would have come a moment when Ezekiel was like, okay, these people aren't going to listen. They're not interested. They're not going to change. I'm sure Ezekiel would have figured that out. But at least give him a hope for a little while, right? That, <laughs> that someday, maybe someday when he woke up, he was going to run into somebody and they were going to listen and be converted and it was all going to be worth it. At least let the man hope. But the Lord chose not to. And once again, the Lord has as many reasons. I am not the Lord. I'm not as wise as the Lord. So I don't know all of his reasons. But I can make a couple of guesses about what Ezekiel learned as he went through this specific process of serving a mission while also knowing that no one would listen. So a couple of things. One, there would be no worldly glory, right? <laughs> One, the Lord doesn't promise worldly glory for us fulfilling the mission, right? And so when we know that there's not really a chance for these worldly accolades or when we know that there's not even going to be a whole lot of fulfillment coming from your work or any of these other comforts, the only satisfaction we can really find and honestly the only motivation we can really find in those specific circumstances is to please the Lord, to just do his will and to find to find satisfaction in that, to have our eyes opened and realize that really that is the only thing that we've been called to do here is to do his will. Number two, I can only imagine how hard it was for Ezekiel to go out every single day. The amount of growth that this required of Ezekiel must have been immense, that every day he had to wake up and he had to go out and teach and there's this expectation that Ezekiel would go out and preach the gospel to the Israelites. 
but I believe there was also this expectation that Ezekiel would invest his heart, regardless of the fact that he knew they wouldn't listen or repent, that Ezekiel would still choose to love them, even though he knew it would break his heart. I can't imagine finding, it would be really hard to go out every day, and even though you know, you know they're not going to listen and it's going to hurt and it's going to be disappointing, to pour your heart out, heart out anyway to these people. The choice to do that every single day <laughs> must have brought immense growth for him. <laughs> to voluntarily choose to have your heart broken. Now, that kind of leads to my third thing that I believe Ezekiel probably learned through this process. And that is that really the only hope the real only lasting satisfaction and peace we can find in this life is through the atonement of Jesus Christ. There are a lot of ways that we can learn that lesson that that the atonement is going to buoy us up in any circumstances. There's a lot of ways to learn that lesson. But Ezekiel really learned that lesson, right? Cuz he was going out amongst these refugees. And there wasn't any satisfaction, but there also wasn't any hope that they would listen. The Lord had already told Ezekiel that they weren't going to listen. So there wasn't even the hope that someone would listen. The only hope that Ezekiel could really find was in the atonement. The only, when everything else was taken away, all of these other, not only good things, but potential of good things, right? The hope of good things, when all of that was taken away, Ezekiel didn't have anything but the atonement to lean on, to rest on, to help him go out every day and break his heart over and over again as he preached to these people that I'm sure he loved despite the fact that they wouldn't listen. There is no lesson more essential than learning the role of the atonement of Jesus Christ in your life. And Ezekiel was given the blessing of learning that. When everything else is stripped away, when even the hope is stripped away, there is a power in the atonement that can buoy us up, that can lift us and enable us to continue to do the work that we've been called to do. Even when it seems like there's not going to be any happy ending, we can find that happy ending in Jesus Christ. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs>